Uh, are we are we doing this podcast? We are, but I accidentally just stumbled on something called Australian football. So oh, dude, rugby? Australian football is the shit. No, Jesus it's different. Christ. It's like power Quidditch in the real world. They have like a couple like, different like sets of goals. No, unfortunately. It's like it's kind of like rugby, it's kind of like football, and it's kind of like soccer. Um, it's very powerful, very painful, and very fun to watch. It's like my love life. <laughs> huh. That one's a thinker. And I'm not going to dig into it. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, this does look like exactly like Quidditch, but without brooms and... Oh See? my god, that guy just got flattened. <laughs> Holy shit. No, I don't care. This is incredible. I'm going to look up more about this Australian rules football thing later. Cause... Yeah, it's super interesting. But only like people in Australia really know it. Like It's not wide, widely known. Like We had to stumble across it. Only reason why I know about it is because I was talking to somebody on an online video game one time. Who's from Australia and he's telling me all about it. And I was like, dude, that's fucking awesome. I mean, it, it literally is like, it's like rugby mixed with basketball, soccer? mixed with soccer, with a little yep. bit of Quidditch influence. With yep. like, I think it's the goalpost that make you think it's Quidditchy. It, it absolutely like, like is. Are they raised? Yeah, they're like really highly raised for goalposts. It's also their accents, but. <laughs> Okay, as I learned, well, not as I learned, but the other night we were trying to do our best English accents, and I initially tried to do an Australian accent. They are not one and the same. No, no, no but they're just close enough for me to say that, and it'd be funny. <laughs> I just do it for, for the last. So I just sent you a picture of Australian football. Oh, hold on. Okay. Here's a better one to explain why it looks Quidditchy. Yeah. Because right there it just looks like four equilateral pillars, but it's not. Yeah. Goddamn. I wonder what the injury rate is in this league after some of the hits I've seen these guys take. This guy just went up like full length on top of another guy and then fell straight onto his shoulder and then just jumped back up like it was nothing. Like I've seen football players. There's my love life. Wait, what? <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I cannot believe I'm laughing at that. That's the worst part about this whole entire moment is the fact that I find that funny and here we are. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, I laughed. Um, so are you saying, David, that if you could play any one sport, it would be Australian rugby? No, God no. I'm I'm looking at this and it looks fucking without brutal. without any without any chance of like permanent brain injury. I'm not even worried about. Wait, are we talking about injury. like? I'm worried about like going up to try to catch this ball. Like I'm watching these people jump up to catch the ball and like they're coming down oh, so yeah. hard. <laughs> looks terrifying. Because like, are we talking if, about like playing a game for passion or playing a game like I want to be a professional athlete and have a job? Uh, well, mm, that ladder is hard because then we're talking about pay gap. Yeah. Well, like, if I was to pick the ladder, I'd say golf because we can do it literally forever and yeah. not get injured, really. 
Yeah, that's a good one. But if we're saying like, oh, this is one I want to play because I I love the sport, I, I'd have to think about it harder. Yeah, if it was just. I mean, I, I feel I feel like David already has a very strong passion for Australian rugby. Just listening to him right now. He does. It's very cool looking. Um, I, again, I, I would not be I would not be any good at that. I would just get wrecked. Um, or maybe not just like my love life. I'm still remembering. <laughs> podcast my name is david i'm sing song ding dong and i really wish my friends didn't have such an affinity for shitty rhymes sing song ding dong really mm-hmm. it's okay he's yeah. asian he can say it oh okay now it's racist <laughs> <laughs> it's sad here like how, how can i ruin this <laughs> my eternal thought process is how can i ruin this <laughs> what a sweet moment. How can I kill it? <laughs> How can I murder it with fire? <laughs> Usually for me, the answer is take my pants off and then, you know. With, with oh. fire? Well, sometimes. Yeah, his his natural hair that, color that, is orange. That, does, does it burn? Because if so, we need to have a conversation with a physician. Mm. It's burned for a couple of hours now. I don't know if it's reached four hours yet, though. <laughs> no, that's something else. Um, how did you guys enjoy the weekend of, of uh, sports? The sports. Bad. Oh, bad. Why was it bad, Jay? <clears throat> I don't know, David. Maybe you can tell us. I don't want to talk about it. Well, I'll start with the good. <laughs> the Steelers beat the Patriots. They've finally... finally... I you said you are going to start with the good. Yeah, that's, that's the good. The Steelers beat the Patriots. That is not the good. That's just adding worse to worse. Nope. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's like, and I was sitting there still on the final drive, like frantically texting you guys like, oh, God, is this going to happen again? Yeah. And I, kinda, I really couldn't real. respond because I, I was dealing with my own emotional trauma at that time. You know, it's that, that young quarterback for the Niners. He's really got a lot of promise, you know, just because oh. – He's white. All the Niners quarterbacks are white. Most quarterbacks are white. Uh, But hey, on the bright side, the Patriots lost. Which I guess is really the only positive that we can take away from that scenario. Like, David's happy? Negative. I, I like seeing David get a win every now and then. Most of the time, not. But you know, sometimes I'm like, you know what? He you know, needs actually, one right now. I feel I feel like I really enjoy seeing David get wins, especially when it comes to money. Yes, yes. But I got to enjoy David's sorrow two weeks ago, so I guess he can have some happiness this time. Well, two weeks ago and last week. Well, I got to personally see your sorrow oh, two yeah. weeks ago. Chargers <laughs> When Jay was just sitting up, there up, right up, to you, and he was like, "I'm so happy right now." Yeah, he was. Yeah, we were, a great we, were exchange, we were exchanging screams, like 
he got excited about the block. I got excited about the penalty. You know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, tell us about that Steelers win over. Um, yeah, you know, have your moment. Well, yeah, I mean, it it didn't feel um, as good as I think it should have, which is, uh, you know, they beat the Patriots. They won. Um, that game has kind of traditionally haunted the uh, hmm. Steelers over the last, oh, decade or so. Um, they still haven't clinched the division, though, right? They have not clinched the division yet. Um, okay. They haven't even clinched a playoff berth. Um, they are hmm. still leading, and I believe... I believe all they need is one more win to clinch, but I, I could be wrong about that. <clears throat> um, not to double check, but yeah, it's it just when you finally, you know, overcome that, that mountain and, uh, you know, you hope, you hope that it's going to feel a little better than it did because it really was kind of, you know, like it wasn't, it wasn't, Brady at his best, you know, like you, you watch the, the last, I know you said you weren't watching it, but if you watched the last drive, like he stormed him down and got them, got the Patriots like in the red zone, uh, relatively quickly, you know, just, just looks like Tom Brady coming down to ruin my weekend again. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then just had a several weird throws like over, like m- just completely missing guys, not even giving them a chance, like throwing it too high for them or uh, out of the back of the end zone. Just weird stuff that you don't usually see Tom Brady do. And at the beginning of it, I thought it was weird because I thought that uh, with the amount of time that was on the clock when they started, you know, they were just killing them across the middle. Seemed like they should have been able to just keep working that inside. But I guess as they got into the red zone, the middle kind of collapsed on them a little bit as the you know, safeties and defensive backs started playing forward a little bit more rather than playing so far back and leaving the middle wide open. So that could have changed the looks for him. But it it, it was uh, it didn't lo- it didn't look like traditional Tom back there. Where like uh, I mean, like I, I was still terrified the whole time that he was gonna hit that pass. They're gonna win, and <clears throat> I'm gonna go to bed. A, sad sad person but it just wasn't there wasn't there for him um Jalen Samuels played really really well had a uh, 100 yard over 100 yards on the ground um which is kind of interesting for a tight end converted running back fifth round pick um doesn't really do I mean Le'Veon Bell's gonna get paid no matter what but it doesn't really do a whole lot of good for him for every running back that the Steelers put in to be productive. Um, <clears throat> again, it doesn't matter. He's going to get paid regardless. The Colts or the Jets are just going to fork out money for him. My prediction is the Jets, but it'll, it seems like he would probably want the Colts, I'm guessing. I mean, the Colts are doing pretty well with Marlon Mack. It's not like he's yeah. not, like not doing well. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, if you got Marlon Mack is that really going to stop you from going out and getting Le'Veon Bell if you've got the money? Yeah, I just can't imagine they can afford both Andrew Luck and Le'Veon Bell at the same time. And uh, field a good defense, I should say. 
Um, I, I haven't I haven't looked at the I haven't looked at the numbers. Um, but I, I know that the Colts were one of the main spots that people were mm-hmm. talking about. So, um, yuck. The, I'd much rather move to New York than Indianapolis. Well, and that's really? what I'm that's what I'm thinking mm-hmm. is if he's really all about you know the money on it and he's trying to you know he he's raps as well like if he's trying to build that brand at all then new york all around just makes way more sense i don't think he's all about the money i think he's about getting compensated for what he is worth and i know that that sounds like oh it's all about the money but it's more of just a uh recognition of respect rather than like i don't make enough money it's I want you guys to show me that you actually like respect what I do and that yeah. you're not just going to say like, Oh yeah, here's a couple bucks. Enjoy which no, I'm, I know I'm, a couple bucks to him is quite a bit more, but <laughs> I'm with you. And, and I think part of the problem is the way that the league has structured, um, you know, the way that they do guaranteed contracts and the way that they do running back contracts, both don't really, um, or give they give the team a lot of excuses to try and not give him the kind of money that he really deserves. Um, yeah. And even when they go, oh well, we're coming your way on it. You you look at the numbers and it's no, you're not. You're, you're really not because you know the idea of the idea of guaranteed contracts. The way that the NFL has been traditionally doing them is they front load, um, or excuse me, <clears throat> they back load the contract so that most of the money is made in the last like couple of years, but none of that's guaranteed. So it looks good on paper and then they end up, you know, cutting you or making you restructure the deal when you get to that point. And then you're, you're stuck right where you were. And then even if you, even if you get injured, so you get that guaranteed money that was already there, it's not the kind of money that you should have been due. Like, Mm -hmm. The kind of money. Well, I think the issue with Bell in particular is uh, the parity between, uh, you know, pay gaps. Like Joe Flacco is getting twenty six point five million dollars a year. You can't tell me that Joe Flacco is worth sixteen and a half million more dollars than Le'Veon Bell or whatever. What is he getting paid? Twelve. Joe Flacco is barely worth backup money. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm well, I think the issue still. here is that we say, oh, quarterbacks are far more valuable. And generally, that's true. Like, I, I have no problem saying that the quarterback is the most valuable player on the team just for what they should be paid uh, because they are your face and all that. That, that totally makes sense from a business standpoint. Yeah. But the problem is you have a dynamic, huge face player mm-hmm. name like Le'Veon Bell, and you're still like, yeah, you, uh, you can get 12. How about that? It's $12 million a year. It's like, why am I getting twelve million dollars when Joe Flacco is getting twelve or twenty six point five million? Blake Bortles is making at least what twenty two. I don't know what Bortles gets paid, but it's imagine. Blake Bortles' salary is Enough. is a crime against humanity. Yeah, so I mean, like with with twenty six point five million guaranteed for Blake Bortles, he has a three year, fifty four million dollar contract. Mortal. You can't tell me that like that he is worth more than Le'Veon Bell is to a team. And not even from like a football standpoint, from a personality standpoint, from, you know, marketability, things that you need to, you know, justify paying a higher salary. Uh, and so you can, the thing with running backs and any other position that's not the quarterback, you get to get away with paying them severely less despite getting 
just as much in revenue uh, for nothing. It's like, a crime. Yeah, like if you have a, if, if you are a business, you're looking at these from a business standpoint. Your goal isn't to win. The win, winning is a byproduct, but your goal is to make money. Yeah. So really, the best strategy you can get is get an average quarterback that you can pay eighteen to twenty million, maybe twenty two million to for per year. Get a star running back like Le'Veon Bell, because all you have to do is pay him 10, twelve million. Yeah. So now you've you've sealed it up at. $32 million, whereas other franchises are paying that to their quarterback alone. Yeah, Just I, I mean, it's it's one of the the main secrets of, and I say secret kind of in quotation marks, uh, of the Patriots' success, which is, you know, they have a top quarterback who's taking middle quarterback money which frees up all kinds of money across the rest of the team for them to make moves. And then they Absolutely. traditionally don't overpay players. Uh, they let them walk instead. Oh yeah. And they, they absolutely just pick up whoever's undervalued and just run with them. You know, they got Brandon cooks for a screaming yeah. deal because and, nobody else paid him. Well, no, they, they, no, no, no. It wasn't about the payment. They traded a first-round pick for Cooks, and then uh, and then when he was going to be due to get money either this year or at the end of this year, they instead flipped him for another first-round pick. So they basically rented him for a year. Um, I didn't pay him. I meant they, they undervalued him. They, yeah, They didn't yeah. pay the, the value. For, right. You know. but, but then look what they did instead. They went out and they got Josh Gordon. Like, <laughs> yep. It worked out, or that's seems what they do. They just, they, I mean, that's what they do every year, though. They just go and find all these undervalued guys, yeah, and make shit tons off them. Now, granted, Julian Edelman didn't play with the team for the first four games, but Josh Gordon, despite only being there for a little over half of their games so far, is their is their receiving leader. But yeah, hard for hard for Le'Veon to stomach. The kind of money they're offering when he looks and sees Mike Glennon signing forty-five million dollar contract with the Bears for three years, <laughs> eighteen and a half guaranteed. So, but yeah, so the Steelers. Do you know were... that? Uh, do you know the reason? This is kind of a off-topic, but you mentioned Mike Glennon. Do you know who Mike Glennon started in front of his senior year? Oh! 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 Fun facts. Oh wait! Don't tell me! Don't tell me! It was it was Russell Wilson. We talked exactly. <coughs> if it wasn't for Mike Glennon, if it wasn't for Mike Glennon, Russell Wilson would have graduated at NC State. But at NC State, they said, "We like what you've done for us for a couple of years, Russell, but you're just too short." And we got this Mike Glennon guy who's really tall, so we're gonna put him in. And Russell was like, "Okay, well, I guess I'm gonna transfer then." And that's when Russell went and played at Wisconsin, where he finished his year at the Rose Bowl. Losing to the Ducks. Indeed. In what I didn't know. In a hell of a game. I say, what I didn't know was actually a controversial ending. (laughs) Yeah. It was not a controversial ending. It was great. I didn't catch it when I watched it. Controversial. Isn't isn't that how you say that? I appreciate that. Is that that not how you say it? Like. No, it's part of I mean, it, but that, I just appreciate like, it. Like, that's kind of like the over-pronunciation version, but it sounded good. Yeah, it's controversial. 
Let me check my schedule. Well, no, I like but it. Controversial is a cooler way to say it. <laughs> my schedule, 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 Sean Connery. <laughs> I, I Literally, a... just ignore me this entire podcast. I'm like half asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what uh what did you watch this weekend, Kira? What, what were you f- fond of seeing? How many James Bond Patriots movies? <laughs> I watched one James Bond movie because I can't fucking pay attention because Roger Moore is boring as fuck. Oh, right. The Roger Moore era is the worst. It's like half of the fucking thing. I know. It's so bad. It's so bad. Uh, but don't worry. Pierce Brosnan is on the horizon and he'll bring it home I, for you. I, I watched ASU lose no, to Fresno State by one point. God, that was sad. It was really sad. No, it's sad. Um, yep. And I watched the uh, the Niners played a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happened in that Niners game? Uh, yeah. Who were they playing? Who? Who was? Like, it? okay, so I'm gonna take it because I'm. I'm ready. Uh, so, like two <laughs> weeks ago, stall. When... Already. No, it's good. The two weeks ago when the Seahawks played the Niners, like. Even at then, I said, look, I know the scoreboard says that we just dominated them. But if you actually, like, pay attention and you look at the the yards game, they're very comp- – they played a really good game when they came to Seattle. They, the problem was that they just turned the ball over in the red zone too many times, and it resulted in a huge differential in points. But they didn't play badly. So when we they started coming out swinging – against the Seahawks this weekend, I wasn't surprised. I was sad, but I wasn't surprised. And honestly, it was a very good game that they brought all the way down to overtime. Uh, there were a couple of close moments. The Seahawks had a cu- had two chances to win it, basically, um, If they, but they weren't able to. Uh, the San Francisco defense did very well. Uh, Nick Mullins did fantastic. Like, honestly, that is a really good-looking team, despite being, what, four wins? Uh, they have a lot of hope for the future. The question for me, though, going into next season is, what do they do with the quarterback situation? Because, like, obviously Jimmy G is your starter. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to start him. But then you have now two viable backup quarterbacks in Mm -hmm. C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins, and you're not going to pay them both. There's no point, especially when you can use them as trade fodder for somebody else. So it's like, which one are you going to end up holding on to? And honestly, like... If I had to pick, I go CJ or uh, I go with uh, Nick Mullins, and I give CJ Beathard the boot. Well, I think I think you probably try to trade one of them, see what what's out there. Well, yeah, that's um, what I, that's what I said. Use him for trade fodder. Oh, okay. You said the boot, and so I was like, oh, I don't think you just drop. Him. Yeah, that's what I mean. I got you. No, no, that's what I mean. You can, you, you you trade him off to somewhere. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, that's that, that's what you do for sure, and, and I think I'm with you. I think. Uh, I think I hold Mullins, even if only because uh, you get an extra. I mean, he's got this extra work under his belt, which I think Beathard has some other starts as well. But um, yeah, but his his starts before were really bad. There's a reason why they went out went and got Jimmy Garoppolo. Right, right. Um, but you also have an extra year with Mullins. You know, Beathard is a second year player, whereas Mullins uh, is a rookie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like CJ Beathard played, you know, he played the first half of last year, I think it was, and he was just bad. Like he was just so bad, and that's why they went and like got Jimmy Garoppolo in the first place because Beathard was not cutting it. And then all of a sudden they're just like, oh, 
we're going to trust Jimmy G. And that's when Jimmy G came in and didn't lose a game last year. Yeah. Uh, yep. So I think Beathard's time there is just about up. And it's going to be a very scary NFC, NFC West next year. Uh, They're very much trending in the right direction. Seahawks are trending in the right direction. And obviously the Rams are at the top. Well, and the Cardinals are looking like they might get the first overall pick. And that should probably be Nick Bosa. That's true. So, Kira, Kira, are you playing with one of those uh, like marble towers? No, my earbud just dropped in the sink. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was like those uh, those plastic little things where you, you send the marble down and they race each other and they go through different shoots. Plinko. Is that what it's called? Plinko. Plinko. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Plinko. I thought you were doing one of those things that was like uh, when you're a kid at a doctor's office and they have like those metal wires that you can move the little wooden beads across it. No, My no. My doctor's see, office I was looking what? at... Uh, I was looking at uh, Marble Run coaster tracks. Have you seen those? No. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. God damn! Only thirty three dollars. I might be a little kid and buy that. <laughs> I know what I'm giving you for Christmas. Hell yeah! Tess will not be happy. <laughs> Sorry, Tess. Here it is. I, I already I, got you guys. I put it in the uh, Discord chat. Oh yeah, I remember those. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So anyway, I agree. I think that CJ Beathard is probably like, where would he go? To the AAF? Yes. Bring him in. Let's go. (laughs) Probably probably has a couple more. I don't think he's dropped that far yet. Yeah. He's he's not at Nathan Peterman level. (laughs) Yeah. The Peter Man. Honestly, that was like one of my favorite things to watch with um what is it? Well, on a high noon, just hearing oh uh, God, yes. Jackson, the Peter man. You yeah, get so excited to say it. Yeah. Wait. Why isn't Why isn't Nathan Peterman like the number one spokesperson for PETA and just dress up in a superhero <laughs> costume and be PETA man? Oh. Oh. I'm pretty sure he meet he 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 meets eat he eats meat. Well, he should be a little more dedicated and stop. <laughs> he does yeah. eat meat. Hey. Just ask any Buffalo fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Buffalo. Um, there we go. So, yeah. That's yeah, thing. so that, that game... Uh, that game was... Uh, rough i switched over to it right as the that ball was going in for the uh niners to seal it in overtime i mean that was on the hawks the hawks got the ball first and like if you can't convert on that that's uh, that's the shit that's gonna happen like yep both both teams played really well chris carson has had an amazing touchdown on fourth and goal fine yeah like i i'm actually not even sweating that like no their record doesn't say how good they are. Right. Yeah. Um, how does it affect your how you're looking at the Hawks going into the playoffs here? I mean, 
it's gonna it's gonna be hard, but yeah, uh, it's not. I mean, Hold on, I want to plug my again because I remember yeah. seeing the thing, but I haven't actually all put we need any to clinch is, to it. Yeah, all we need to clinch is to beat the Cardinals in Week 17, and I'm not terribly worried about that. Um, I think that's more winnable than the Niners game was. Uh, we have to beat, or either that, or we have to beat the Chiefs this weekend, which is. Gonna be a lot that's, harder, but yeah, not impossible. That's probably. Well, I mean, how did did anybody see the Chiefs game this past week? Yeah, they played the Chargers in a very close loss. Yeah, which was like, I mean, it is what it is, and Philip Rivers like is gonna have like two or three of those games a year. Um, but I wouldn't count. I wouldn't count that as like an automatic loss next week for the Hawks. No, yeah. So, I mean, the Hawks are a good team. They're just not. They 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 just play everything close. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Uh, pretty much every game we've played this season has been close. Yeah. <sighs> oh yeah. my! How old are we? Yeah. What time is it? It's already nine thirty. Goodness gracious! It's already nine thirty. Gosh darn. Um. Well, can we also talk about the Broncos game for like two quick seconds? Because I know that you guys watched that one. I didn't because I uh, I was very smart and said, "Oh, all of the games are on are on uh, Prime on anyways." Oh no, all the Thursday night yeah, games are on oh. Prime anyways. So I don't need NFL Network. So I canceled NFL Network, and then all of a sudden the games were on Saturday only <laughs> on NFL Network, and I was like, "Well, oh well." So I didn't get to watch those ones. It was fun. Um, yeah, that that Browns quarterback is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good. Like, both teams showed a lot, honestly. Uh, the Broncos are a very solid-looking team, despite what their record may say. They're just a few plays short here and there. Again, like, honestly, I think there's a lot of really decent teams that aren't showing up this year. Um, Kira's just fucking done. Oh, there she is. Hi, sorry about that. I don't know what happened. No I, was, I was complimenting your team, and you just bailed? Yeah. Fuck the Broncos. Wait, you're complimenting the Broncos? Yeah. I think the Broncos are a very solid-looking team. Um, they, just I mean, didn't ha- they just don't have it all there quite yet. But there's well, a lot and of hope. We're, with- honestly, like, it was very late in the season. And from what I heard, like, we had a lot of people out. Although, apparently oh, yeah. Shane Roy came out today and was like, I'm personally offended that they listed me as out and it's like eh, <laughs> well i mean like you have your top two receivers that are gone um so now it's like re- relying on the rookies with philip Lindsay and royce freeman who have both been doing fantastic <laughs> um honestly i think the biggest problem that the broncos are facing is vance joseph is a shit-ass coach <laughs> his play calling is bad it's just fucking bad <laughs> <laughs> that offense is predictable as shit. I laugh, but you're sadly right. Yeah, we like are very just, predictable. Oh, it's just not good. I was happy about mm-hmm. one thing about that game, though, which is that uh, Case Keenum threw two interceptions and won me my bet. 
of Case Keenum on the over on interceptions <laughs> for the season. Let's go. However, well, the, Browns, you know. the Browns won and lost me. The Browns under five and a half wins. Also got to yeah. eat a little crow on that one because I kind of went at James about that one. On uh... Uh, <clears throat> did you did you bet the same amount on both of them? Um. Yes. Okay, so then you're fine. Well, yeah. I mean, if you the the bets that I put the most money on all won. The two that I lost were the two I put the least amount on, or almost oh. the least. Hmm. That's fine. So. Yeah, I mean, Case Keenum, you know, really just doing such a... I mean, he's okay. Like, it's not like he's bad, honestly. Like He's one he, of the... I continue, plugs, he plugs I continue to think... Offense. Oh, yeah. I continue to say Case Keenum every year is the fucking most underrated quarterback in the league. I don't know about underrated, just like underutilized. Does that make sense? Like, he yeah, has I mean, a like, lot more than he's doing... Everyone but, shits on him every year. And every year I'm like, this guy's not bad. He's a game manager. Yeah. But that's not a bad thing. Well, and he's so, he's honestly very versatile. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like he could go to any team and plug in and not do half bad. Like, he's a hard worker and he's a smart kid. The problem is you have, Absolutely. To, you have to execute a game plan around him. Um, and that's that's what they're not doing. So <clears throat> not really. I mean, he's a game manager. All you have to do is like, all right, we're gonna rely on our running back, which they have two great running backs, and we're just gonna have you dink, dink and dunk the ball yeah. until they give you something. You know, they, until they give you or one on one deep, and then I want you to throw the miracle and whatever the fuck they called it uh, with <laughs> Stefan Diggs. Yeah. So as long as they're going into the fourth quarter with a lead, they're fine. But the minute that you need him to come from behind in the fourth quarter, now well, he's got to stretch never... it, and he's just not made to do. Yeah, but I mean that's any game it's, manager. It's not, no, it's not. That's that how he's game managers like, work. Yeah, and I mean it's also not that he's not made to do that. It's just that he's never, honestly, like, like this past game. Yeah, that was a decent test, and that's fine. But a lot of the games that the Broncos have played, like this year and last year, like. They're not exactly last like last five minutes of the fourth quarter, like needing no, him you, to step it up. Like they've honestly like it's like there've been that. some close calls. No, and there there have been some close calls, but like Raiders game this year, mm, like his placements were there, but it's also like he has a he does have a very young receiving core, especially these past couple of games. That is mm-hmm. ammo. I mean, with a game manager, like you're not gonna go out necessarily and like spend all your money on the game manager. He's not you're, he's not a star by any ma- like metric. But no. what you're gonna do is you're gonna get a you're gonna give him a moderate amount of money, and then you're gonna spend the rest of it building a great defense and getting a solid running back. And like when you do that, which the, the Broncos have, they have two great running back or two solid running backs. I'm not gonna say great yet. Yeah. But they both have two solid running backs. They have. A fantastic defense, honestly. Uh, Von Miller just set the Broncos' all-time record for sacks. Also, and he's like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, like, yeah, he's he's a while in. He's been doing it for a while. At the same time, for like a linebacker, years not long. He well, a while. Like it's an amount of time that exists on the spectrum. Yeah. Of I'm just saying, relative the to the record that he just of hit. the currently perceived time-space continuum. 
it has been a while. Um, but like there there's nothing dynastic about this team. Yeah, and you know why? Because the coaching is fucking <laughs> awful. It's so bad. I feel wait, that's not what I wanted. Fuck. Actually, I think there is one person on the team who does a worse job than Vance Joseph. John Elway? John Elway. Oh my yeah, god. Well, you're also he's a terrible general manager. He's not terrible. I'm not gonna lie. Like we've had mm. worse. He's he's done a lot of a lot of good. I mean, recently it has not been as good, but he's done a lot of good in that spot. Remember, remember, he he drafted most of the team that helped Peyton Manning limp across the finish line in his last season. He also went out time. and he got tons of terrible quarterbacks. Uh, he got rid of Tim Tebow, which I still think was a bad idea. I'm not going to say like that was his worst decision, but comparatively, it's like okay. Um, they did get Peyton, which is great. Peyton and obviously Peyton did, also, carried like, the fuck out of him. Yeah, that was he, why they he got rid of carried him. us. He did not like. He was not really limping, which is no, kind of no. sad. Well, he was limping his past years. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, but I, no, no, no. So the year that the year that oh, Peyton. No, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Peyton no, you're won right, his you're last right. one. He was just limping across the finish line, and it was that defense. That's why Von Miller took the yeah. And then your guys' defense yeah. got completely blasted in the offseason. Yeah, you're um, right. You're right. But Tebow, the reason he got rid of Tebow, that was on the same offseason that he was able to land Peyton Manning, and you make that move every single day. Yeah. Granted, at the time, Peyton hadn't played in a year plus, was just coming off of, I think, four neck surgeries, and people weren't even sure if he was going to be able to do it at all. Um, I... I wasn't there for the workouts. They were I, again. I, like, I'm saying, I'm not saying that that was his worst decision. I think it was a bad decision that worked out. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm really not a Tebow fan in terms of his play. Um, I don't. I don't see why he was. Well, <laughs> excuse there. me. Yeah, I don't. You get a lot of the stuff where it's college, like so you don't really know what he was doing. <laughs> Huh? No, I think I, I think you you're right. In college, so you don't know what he was good for. No, I I don't. I didn't see it. Um, I I see. A, I saw a lot of stuff that looked fluky in NFL games um, with him. So I didn't. I didn't really get the whole Tebow thing. Granted, he beat mm. the Steelers on. That's because most of it was predicated slam. on his college career, which exactly, which he has yet to live up to, even as a baseball player. Oh, absolutely. He's so boring as a human being. Like, like if you don't I, love him, he is so boring. The thing is, I I a hundred percent appreciate him as like an average night. Like, I feel like if I ever ran into him in the grocery store, I would be like, "Oh, hey, Tim, how's life? How are the kids? How's the wife? Like, how are you doing? You still you still doing that that football thing, that baseball thing?" That's great. You want to come Oops. over for like football on a Sunday? That's cool. But when it comes to like, like him being an athlete, I just don't care. No. Like I literally just don't care. I think his biggest problem is a really weird one. 
in that he just worked out too much. And so his arms were too fucking big to throw a good <laughs> uh, screen pass. It certainly looks like and, that. And when you're playing like in the NFL, you have to be able to throw a screen pass. And that's why like uh, oh, Connor, not Con- was it Connor Cook? Who, who's the Penn uh, State quarterback? The guy that, that was a Connor Cook. He was MSU, right? Hackenberg. Yeah. Hackenberg. Sackenberg, yes. That's why nice. Sackenberg is shit. Because he can't, do sh- he can't throw a screen pass. And if you can't throw a screen pass, then you're having to rely on entirely worthless. Exactly. That's the only pass that matters out of all of them. No, but like it's, it's a very important pass to get the pressure off of you because those blitzes are coming so much harder in the NFL. So you have to keep the defense honest. And if you can't throw screen passes, then they're just going to keep coming at you because they can. And so him and, you know, Sackenberg, Tebow, both of them have that same issue. And so no no defense is going to respect him properly, and they're going to be able to tee up on him all day and force him to go deep down the field, and then all you have to do is get you know fifty fifty balls, and if you if you're winning the turnover margin, most of the time you're going to win, and that's how you do it. Yeah. Well, if you're winning turnover margin, it, you're like winning eighty percent of the time, anyways. Exactly. I mean, you're going to win ten, turnover margin if you're forcing him to throw deep balls every pass. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> go Bronx, go. Well, no, I'm not a Browns fan. I fucking can't stand Baker. Let's talk about really? James Bond movies. Can we? <laughs> we can, I but I honestly don't them. have much insight because they're all the fucking same. Pretty oh, God, much right? once you pass like the third Roger Moore movie. Then they bring back Sean Connery and you get a little bit excited and you're like, oh, like I actually watched <laughs> like minute, Never yeah. Say Never Again, like pretty much from start to finish. And then I was just like, oh, A View to a Kill. That's cool. It's just this in a different country. I'm bored. So I basically just fall asleep and then I wake up three hours later at 1 a.m. and I'm like, oh, my God, this shit's still fucking on. <laughs> okay, but here's an important question. Which is the best Connery one? Which is the best Connery? Ooh, that's actually a really good question. Right? I, there, I are, should, there is, I think, one an, one wrong answer. I, I should just say the only James Bond movies I've seen are the Daniel Craig ones. I've never actually those seen are the, another one. Those are bad. And not, beca- not because they're bad movies, but because he's not James Bond. Well, he doesn't have, like... All of them. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't have, like, the... like rugged sex appeal that james bond is supposed to have you but know even that swamp, then, like, that swamp okay. character we've had this conversation jay and i have um sure. he's like to me like james bond is not attractive because he's a fucking idiot oh yeah like he is caught in so many stupid situations that really should not be as fucking blatant as they are. Like, if motherfucker just kept his head up and his dick in his pants, like, he would not have gotten stuck in, like, so many compromising situations. And mm-hmm. then, on top of that, he has to get himself yeah. out of shit. And it's like, just you know so what, you bro? You could probably say that about most guys, though. That's very true. Um, yeah. I just don't think that like Daniel Craig has that like suaveness and then they like try to force it in. And they're like, 
oh, and now he's having sex with a pretty girl. And you're like, yeah, but that's not really believable because he's like, he's just, he's just got a somber face. He just looks sad. He doesn't look, you know, alluring. He just looks sad. What woman to looks answer at oh, yeah, your I love question, that. Goldfinger. Goldfinger. That's a good answer. That's not the one I would go with, but that's, that, that doesn't make it wrong. Wait, is it the one I'd go with? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'd, go, I'd, I'd, go, I'd go with Goldfinger. Gold, Goldfinger was my favorite. That, yeah. That's the one with Odd Job in it, right? Yes. Okay, then yes. I had to, I had to think about it. I was like, no, yeah. You know what's funny? So, spoiler alert. Uh, if you haven't seen Goldfinger, I'm about to throw in some spoilers. But, uh, you know, it's been 40 years. It's kind of your fault. Bad. Too soon. <laughs> it's kind of your fault. Okay. At the end, uh, when they stopped the bomb, I-, I was really young when I first saw it. He stops the bomb with zero, zero, seven seconds left. And I was, as a kid, I did not understand that that was 007. I was just like, seven seconds? Well, that's not climactic. Yeah. <laughs> should, should they have stopped it at the one? Wouldn't that have been better? You had time I mean, like, to I spare. Watched... Start it up and show us you're a badass. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a real badass, you'd stop it on the one. If what you... do I care about? Seven seconds left. Why did they make a big deal out of this? Why is this such a point of preference? And then, that's like, actually a couple really years later, funny. Double oh seven. It's his number. <laughs> See, that's oh. the thing is like those are the sticky things that like I feel like they got away with in the Connery movies yeah. that they totally could have and should have tried to maintain in the like the other ones, but instead like the fucking one I don't even remember what it was because I fell asleep, but there was one where all of a sudden they're in fucking outer space. And it was like, oh, you're just yeah. doing this in outer space because Star Wars just got released. Like, <laughs> this is nothing of value. Like, they, they, I feel like so many of the Roger Moore ones pride themselves on duplicating the same plot in different mm-hmm. locations. It's literally, it's literally like fucking watching a really shitty bowl season. Like, oh, yeah. like, or, or seeing, seeing college football bowls. That are just like in the same spot, but you're just rotating sponsors. It's just like, you like know what? Oregon sure. being in the Redbox Bowl this year. Which also, kudos to Redbox for trying to be relevant. We all oh, know, nice. we all know that the Belk Bowl is the best bowl. And hey, Belk, Belk Bowl, Belk, Belk oh, yeah. Bowl, if you are looking for any media relations, anything slash like sponsorship opportunities like i will gladly let you deck me out in belk bullshit like i'm nowhere near where you are but you are my idol she will legally change her name to kira belkman i i will no i will change my name to kira belk bull geithman like the full (laughs) fucking thing like my middle name can we just change your first name to belk and your last name to bull (laughs) (laughs) i just I just show up. Hi, I need to get my work ID changed. Okay, what's your name now? Did you get married? Ah, <laughs> uh, kind of. Lord, uh, anyway, it's like in community when uh, Britta falls in love with Subway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fucking good. Um, but anyway, Belk Bowl, slide into these DMs. They're open for you any day. Um, okay. 
Wait, I, I need to go back because I think we got off topic and I want to talk about this because it's very fun. It's very near and dear to me. Um, Goldfinger. <laughs> since we were there. I know. I'm sorry. We usually I try not to go back once we just give something. But I can't. I love the Belk Bowl too. I know. We got it. Okay. I think we've covered it. Anyway. <laughs> In Goldfinger. Um, Are you going to talk about Odd Job now? I'm going to talk about Odd Job because All right, it's cool. very it's very personal to me. Um, back in the 60s and 70s, uh, Odd Job, the guy who plays him, I don't remember his real name, was a professional wrestler in Hawaii. And as a young child, my mom was babysat by young Mr. Oddjob, whatever his real name is. I don't know. Young Mr. Hold on, hold on. We'll look this. Uh, and because of his like wrestling background, he didn't really have that theatrical background when he went into this movie. So, Harold uh, Sakata? That sounds right. Harold Sakata. So Mr. Sakata didn't have the theatrical background uh, that most people have. So in one of the very first scenes of the movie, spoilers again, um, he punches out Sean Connery, <laughs> but he doesn't really like know how to like fake a punch. So when you see Connery get hit by him, he actually gets hit by him. <laughs> so this man is such a badass that he punched Sean Connery in the face. And Sean Connery is just like, yeah, it's the uh, business. I think you told this. I told I, it to you. I was okay. say, I don't recall this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we had That's this right. conversation. We we definitely had this conversation. Also, the entire movie, uh, Goldfinger, is a German actor who speaks not a lick of English, so every line he gives is dubbed. That's actually entirely accurate. But at the same time, that's the greatest thing, again, about the early Connery movies, is that it's like, you just accept that production value is going to be pretty shitty, mm -hmm. and they they still make a decent plot out of it. Like, Roger oh, Moore yeah. is just like, hmm... This is yeah, so shitty. Anyway. Also, I, I need to go back. I, I said I agreed with you that Goldfinger is my favorite. I don't think it is. I think my favorite still is Live and Let Die. Fantastic. Live and Let Die. Yeah, I think so. Is that, which one's like, that one? Is that? That's like the voodoo one where he goes like oh, all voodoo island. Oh, that one's island. cool shit. Yeah, there's some really cool shit in that one. That one's the also, one that's like more... right before the man with the golden gun. Exactly. Oh, you know what I'm movie has some this. really cool voodoo shit? A Scooby-Doo movie. That's true. <laughs> Another fantastic movie. Also, um, Princess and the Frog. I never saw that. No, <gasps> I didn't either. I know. Oh my god. Well, I'm okay. sure I, I think did. you guys I would really like it. it. It's so good. It's so good. I cry. My thing is, the other reason why I haven't uh, isn't because I'm like, oh, I don't want to see that movie. It's I never uh, tend to watch Disney movies on my own. And I've never been around somebody who's like, hey, we should watch The Princess and the Frog. <laughs> I also haven't <laughs> seen Frozen or I haven't even seen Moana, which is really what should be at the top of my list. Yeah. Wow. I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen any of those. I didn't watch Brave. I didn't watch Moana. I didn't watch Frozen. Didn't oh, I forgot watch... Brave was a thing didn't watch tangled no ralph breaks the interwebs none of that stuff oh uh tangled was not bad wasn't again that wasn't one i chose to watch i just was subjected to it but just you know. i don't still not how really are you guys this explains so much about you guys 
How is that? Just like, why are you such sad humans? Oh, I'm not sad. I'm I still have plenty happy of stuff human. to watch. Yeah, yeah, but these are such great, amazing, like, up, uplifting, happy movies. Well, like, I have my fill from, like, when I was a kid. I got, like, you know, I, I, I can quote pretty much the entire Lion King. I'd still watch that to this day. I just, I don't go out of my way to watch new kids' movies. Because I'm not a kid, and I don't have. I, well, see, I didn't. I don't think I actually did either. So I'm giving you guys shit that's probably like unfounded. Oh. But well, well, like, at the same uh, time, damn. I spent. But I did go back and I did watch it, and I feel like I'm a better human being because of that. Well, see, and yeah, like, that's cool. I watch anime, which is, you know, close enough. Still not very happy usually, but you know. Yeah. Good guy typically wins. Big. What the fuck is this? Anyway. Except for in the ones um, that challenge your conception of what good is. I mean, that's pretty any good show. Pretty much any good show. Yep. Very true. The Wire. Mm, never watched it. I've always heard good things about it, though. Yeah, we had a whole podcast about it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You know what I started out. watching recently again, which is, I forgot is my all-time favorite show. Actually, I think I said it was my all-time favorite show. I started watching Psych again recently. <laughs> Oh yeah, you've definitely super, yeah. Super Best funny. Show. It's it's my favorite. Yeah, that's. A I really feel like good one. that's one that I actually should watch. You should. The nice thing about it too uh, is like you can really watch like just any episode. You don't yeah. have to start from the beginning. I mean, it's better if you do. They do reward you for doing that, but like yeah, you don't. It's have like Scrubs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If you just watch, they get they get a little deep on the plot like in the late seasons. Uh, just because, you know, they have to do some strong character. But, like, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's all I was saying. It's just, like, they allow you to kind of jump in and out of it if you want to. Same thing with, like, uh, Absolutely. Monk did that the, as well. I never watched Monk. I liked that one a lot. Mm-hmm. With, with Psych, it was, like, they did a lot of really good character development. Um, but it was slow and subtle. So you really didn't, like... You weren't missing out if you didn't, you know, see it at the beginning and then you jump into, you know, season three and you're like, what the hell's going on? That person's dead. And like, none of that shit happened. It was just like yeah. the interpersonal connections and things like that were really evolved well. Well, I did appreciate too that like in general, Psych was um, like a, a lot of the, the idea of Psych is that he's an observational guy. Um, I mean, like that's like the whole kind of building block. Isn't it the it. concept of monk too? Um, yes, but in a different way. One of them is ob- observational, like like the psych guy is observational because he basically was trained to be like that. Um, mm. The monk guy is observational because he's OCD and so he's noticing every little thing that's wrong. Um, yeah. But but they do a good job of like then also bringing like observational humor into it so like his humor even tracks with him being observational like the whole thing just fits really well yeah and you can't you can't say that they're just complete ripoffs of the mentalist obviously no because the mentalist came later see (laughs) oh my i actually don't know if that's true i just they, I know they make they, they I know they make jokes about it in Psych. They're like, "Well, if it, if it was just me being a hyper observant, it would just be like the Mentalist, wouldn't it?" 
And then he was like, hey, I see what you did there. Because it is. Hot. Uh, Mentalist they do, was... They did a lot of, like... Mentalist came out in 2008. Psych came out in 2006. Oh, it was 2007. Or, well, 2006. Yep. It was late 2006. So, yeah. Psych wins. <laughs> I was in 6th grade at the time, I recall. You were in 6th grade in 2006? Uh, yeah. I finished 6th grade in 2006. So, I finished 6th grade in 2005? That sounds right. God damn. Okay. You feel old yet? Yeah, we're getting there. Cool. Me too. Bodies felt old for a while, but the I know I'm getting old because my dates are on are like starting at like eight thirty now. <laughs> I remember like when I was Is in that... college and be like, Hey, let's go let's go out tonight. Yeah, what time are we leaving? Probably like ten thirty or eleven. Oh god, it's like, no. I know, yeah. now it's like ten thirty, yeah. eleven, and I'm like lying in bed. I'm like, oh it was late. It was late night. <laughs> Sounds so good. Yeah, Tess and I were talking about New Year's coming up, and she's just like, yeah, I like watching the specials and stuff, but we never make it to the actual ball dropping. Yeah. <laughs> Accurate. It's like, yeah, you want to go to bed? Yeah. <laughs> it's my life. But, I mean, what's really special about New Year's at midnight, if we're honest? Uh, not, not really nothing. a whole I, lot, honestly. I don't stay yeah. up to watch the clock not turn on daylight savings. Do people do that? Yeah, and honestly, I think oh. that one actually makes more sense. I always accidentally see it, and I'm like, oh shit, I need to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I swear it should be like 3.20, right? Oh. <laughs> and the obligatory next few weeks of, it's so dark so early now. <laughs> yeah, God. It feels like it should be six. It's almost what time like is this it? happens Five. every year. <laughs> God, it it was really weird for me when I first moved to Oregon. Because uh, like, the two states that don't observe daylight savings are Arizona and Hawaii. And those are the only two states I'd really lived in. So then it was weird for me. It's like, oh shit, you guys, what's going on with the clocks? But yeah. There's also After somewhere else now. Like, There's like a, uh, was it? I think I think Indianapolis doesn't like just the city, <laughs> just the one city. Yeah, like uh, it makes sense that cities don't observe it versus like rural areas do, I guess. Um, because like rural areas need it for uh, farming reasons, I guess. Or at I least that's the original point. I don't know, man. Like, just observe it or not based on time zone. Yeah, that's that's what I think. Like, if you're in the time zone, observe it if you want, and everybody in the time zone get on the same page. Let's not like have me have to do math on whether or not a business is still open in Arizona when I have to call them. Like, I just, mm. it's like okay. I just, uh, I just don't like when it happens in the springtime, with spring forward. When I go to bed, I'm like, all right, I'm getting to bed early. Oh fuck, I get one less hour. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. It's annoying. Yeah. It's great when you do it in the uh, winter or in the fall. You're like, oh, I'm going to bed late. Oh, but I get an extra hour. All right. All right. <laughs> Sweet. No, fuck you. <laughs> She's not a fan of you getting extra sleep, Jay. Honestly, only because I don't get it either. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, um, trying to remember what else. Here's happened. a fun fact. Ray Lewis grew up using a deck of cards to do push-ups and sit-ups. If he drew a seven, he would do seven. An ace was 25 and a joker was 30. Yep. He would go through the whole deck. Yep. Uh, in the NFL, he would do it three times for each exercise. Also, the reason he wore 52 is because of the number of cards in the deck. Yeah, He's like Gambit because he murders people. And he uses cards. <laughs> Uh, Perfect. I, I actually read about that in his book. He went on and on about it. Uh, I just saw it on Reddit, like right as we happen to be talking right now. It's like, oh, that's perfect for a sports podcast. Yeah, his, his book was, uh, um, what's the word? Uh, it's a couple of words. It's uh, incredibly one-sided. Is how I would describe hmm. his book. Um, glad I read Sounds it. About right, but take everything with a grain of salt. Unlike Michael Vick's book, who I could only get through the first page and literally just was like, I can't do this. Just put it down. He's such there are multiple pages. He's such an incredibly bad... I, I mean, somebody helped him write the book, but you could still hear his voice through the book, and he's just such a bad author. It's just like... Oh, yeah. Literally one page well, I mean, into you, you it, got, and you're like, uh... You gotta blame the ghostwriter for that. I mean, I, none of none of these guys write their own book. No, totally. Well, and and they, some of them are open about it, where they they talk about like, yeah, let's sit down with the guy and kind of talk through, and then they kind of help me figure out how to organize and yeah. and phrase everything. But no, this this one, like the book, literally starts like the the Michael Vick book starts with like uh, what is it, uh, hokey falcon eagle. My whole life, I was always a bird or something like that, and I'm just like, and I'm out. Like that, that sounds like a Sailor Moon kind of chant. Yeah, like <laughs> not doing it. And the book is called "Finally Free." Like, uh, okay, mm. you were in jail sounds for like two 100% years. Hundred percent up my alley. I say as I'm still only on page like three hundred and fifty of this book that I got from Jay when I was in Portland in July. You are so much further than I am. <laughs> I am it's such a hard read. I love the book, but it is like it's like a power read. I'm only on like page 100 or some shit like that. I I told a coworker because he he gave me a book. I I was asking him. He's in a book club, and I was like, "Is it a fiction book that he's reading?" He's like, "Yeah, it's pretty funny. I think you'd like it." I'm like, "Yeah, sure, bring it on." He's like, "Wow, what else are you reading?" I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. "Let me tell you." And he's like, "Oh." Oh, I know that book. I looked at it, and I know I shouldn't have said this, but I just said no. <laughs> it is a textbook. It is a very good textbook. The book yeah, we're talking about, for anyone listening, is stamped from the beginning by Ibram X. Kendi. Uh, it's very good. It's about anti-racism and things it's like amazing. that in America. It's Jesus Christ. absolutely amazing. But it is so long. And like... I'm reading like 10 to 15 pages at a time. And I'm like, I don't have like, I, Jay, I am committed to finishing this by the end of the year. Oh my God. Oh wow. Kudos to you. Like I, I am doing this still. on my vacation. So qu <laughs> question, question. Do you guys I'm just imagine you like lying on the beach, like reading about, <laughs> okay, this is how racism started in America. Oh wow. This is, <laughs> This is brutal, but the beach is wonderful. Should, should I be this trying to tan right now? 
Um, do you guys read one or multiple books at a time? I, just, I, I, I usually read multiple. Yeah, I read usually at least two at a time, one fiction and one nonfiction. So like in, in the well, course of me idea. reading this book, I have read five other fiction books. <laughs> like that I just sparse in and out or intersperse. I can't. Because I, I don't well, enjoy fiction books. It's super heavy. See, and I, so for I can't me, remember the like, last fiction book I read. Yeah, for me, it's like I need something to counterbalance it. Yeah. And like normally I do that anyway. Like normally if I read like a, a fiction, I'll balance it with a, like a nonfiction or something. But the like this one, like I've just been steadily slogging through it. So over the course of it, like... I read like some old. I read Cormac McCarthy, All the Pretty Horses. I read a couple of newer books, like contemporary, that like didn't really leave a majorly lasting impression, but they were super easy to get through. Mm. Uh, and I read. I think I read like. Uh, uh, oh, I read Murder on the Orient Express because I never read that before. So I lied. Oh, I read God. four books over the course of having read three hundred pages. I, I will say I don't like fiction. But Agatha Christie is fucking amazing. What a fan! Yeah, she. Well, I wanted. I've wanted to read this one again for a while, um, mm. and like I'll I'll reread The Great Gatsby like twice a year. Honestly, that's, that's my favorite favorite book of all time. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, but anyway. Yeah. So no, yeah, I'm, I'm part way through my, like five different books, and I just keep cycling between them and just making progress on each one but you i think i realized like. i think the last the last fiction book i read was the last the last steve larson book um oh yeah 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 the girl with the dragon think, tattoo series yeah hmm. um that's the one that they they they're not making a movie out of it right no so they're making a movie out of the continuation of the character it wasn't actually written yeah. by him it That's was, right. It's the character mm. that was adopted and then written by somebody else. And I still kind of like I wanted to go see that movie and I'll probably just read the book instead. Um, yeah. But part of me is like, ah, when you try to take one character and then have a new writer pick up the character, I just I don't I don't feel like that has worked yeah. very often. <clears throat> Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did someone say something about a George R. R. Martin book that's got bastardized? What? <laughs> um. Anywho, yeah. my last uh, few books have been uh, Black Klansman by Ron Stallworth, Stamp from yeah. the Beginning, which I'm still working on, uh, a book by Ta-Nehisi Coates that I've read about five times, and How the Cage Bird Sings. So I have Ooh, a very specific type that I'm reading. That one yet. It's very good, but very poetic. So if you like poetry, I think it's fantastic. Okay, um, I'm not I'm not that. as big onto poetic language as I am into meaning. Um, so it's it doesn't quite resonate as much with me, but it's still very beautiful, very well written, um, very powerful, very sad. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think I would be into it. That's for sure. I think you'd love it. Yeah. So I'm currently working on. Uh, I'm still trying to finish Charlemagne the God's Black Privilege book. Um, Ooh. 
and uh, I just got a book on like meditation. Um, another one about like basically statistics and soccer. Um, one about the 1970s Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and then, Haven't you had that one for a while? Uh, yeah, I'm almost done with that one. Okay. Yeah, um, I remember you. I just about that one. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't like trying to call you out. I was more wondering like if it was the same book that you'd mentioned before. No, yeah, yeah, it's the same one. I'm I'm probably a, two or three chapters from the end of it. Um, mm. And then, uh, really, really interesting too. Like I had no idea the history of of you know Terry Bradshaw basically uh, barely getting that job. Um, Joe Joe Gillum was looking like the better uh, Jim Gillum Joe Gillum Joe Gillum is sounding right. Um, getting he was the black quarterback who had the job, and then had a had a heroin issue um, mm. that ultimately saw him lose the job back to Terry Bradshaw, who had already lost the job once before, and then so the per quarterback before him had a heroin issue, and then he had his own hairline issue. There we go. There it is. But yes, uh, thank you. It's why I, what my fantasy team name uh, a few years ago, maybe last year, I think was uh, last year. Yeah, last year was uh, Terry B was Gillum's dope dealer or something like that. Get him doped up so that you can get the starting job back. Um, no proof of that happening, of course, but. The, the uh, it just doesn't stop wild, baseless speculation. This is this is absolutely correct. Such um, as the Cardinals giving, uh, what's his name, the fucking St. Louis Arch. Oh yes, yes, exactly. This is how we're. This is how Harper gets to St. Louis. <laughs> exactly. Um, I hope you're are, listening. We are all about wild, baseless speculation up in here. Abyss? Yeah. It feels like something that has to permanently be singular. Abyss. 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 It's not Abyss like E S. That's A B Y S S E S. This is weird. I think it's it has been pronounced Abysses. I hope. I hope I entertained. It was fantastic. I, I think we did a good job after we stopped talking about football. <laughs>